You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review. It's the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. Who is <sighs> Hi, this is Kevin Anderson, and this is Bleak and Review, the Quarantine Quickies, and I just spilled everything possible all over myself, and my desk, and my floor. So this is going to be a weird energy, because I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I mean, I've cleaned it up, you know, relatively. I, I swiped at it with a t- paper towel, like a sad boy, like a Tom Waits song, you know. What's he spilling in there? What's he spilling in there? It's sticky and gross, and it smells like lime. It's not quite a beer, not this time. What's he spilling in there? That's a white claw. That's what it was. A whole white claw and my bottle of water. So I guess I kind of cleaned it up at the same time as I was spilling it. But, God, you know when you're just like you in one energy, and then something happens, and you're like, huh, maybe today's the day that I kill myself. <laughs> I do hope I, – I don't think I'm going to kill myself, and that's not a very reassuring way to phrase that. I'm not going to kill myself. Let me just be clear. But I do think that if I were to do it, it would have to be on the heels of me just doing something stupid. Like I wouldn't be like having a big dramatic moment on the roof of a building, drinking a bottle of Jameson and like wondering – you know, am I going to fucking do it? Am I going to jump tonight? Is tonight the night? Oh, my God, my heart's broken. And then he dies. That's not my shit. That's not how I would do it. The way I would do it is, like, <laughs> someone would say hi to me. And I would say, you too. And then they'd look at me like, huh? And then I'd just dive into traffic and kill myself. <laughs> or if I could spill, like, drop a Cheez-It in between the the crack between my desk and my wall and just realize that it's going to be so hard to fish that cheese it out and then just like well i mean that's only going to attract ants might as well hang myself right <laughs> that's the energy we're coming at with this intro cuz it was already going to be a loopy intro it was already going to be a mess and i'm opening another white claw cuz i spilled the rest of this fucking goddamn shit everywhere uh <laughs> It was already going to be a loopy intro because um, I had one of those. I had one of those nights, and I've had a week. We'll get into it, but I had one of those nights where I went to. I like tried to go to bed reasonably early last night. Um, for me, that means one thirty a.m. Uh, I don't know how you all live your lives. Maybe you have children and responsibilities, and you care about your bodies, and you don't do that. I I've been going to bed at like four a.m. like for four nights in a row. It feels like three or four nights in a row. And so last night I made the executive decision. You know, I'm gonna smoke some weed. And I'm going to drink a little bit, play some Smash with my neighbor, and then uh, go to bed at like 1.30. And I did that shit, and I fell asleep like amazingly. And then my body just woke me up at 5.30 a.m. and didn't let me go back to sleep. So I've been – it is now 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, of course, uh, as I'm recording this. And I have just been awake forever with like no sleep again for no reason. No reason. I gave myself every opportunity to get sleep and my body was just like, actually, kind of fuck you. We're seeing that you're trying to better your habits and, uh, you know, put some positivity into the world regarding your own mental health and, and self-care and whatnot. And we're not, we're not here for that. We do not stand, says my body. So yeah, I'm just like delirious and insane, and I was like, all right, we can do an intro, and then fucking just like a goddamn cartoon character spilled everything <laughs> everywhere. Ugh. Yeah, it's been fucking crazy. It's insane. I am. I will say that what's going on in my life currently on an emotional level is something that in the past I would have absolutely caved into and become a very weird toxic energy because of my negative thoughts. And I'm not going to go into too many specifics. It's just a specific thing where I'm spiraling a little bit. I've been spiraling. I'm, I'm like having dramatic highs and lows. I don't know if I'm bipolar. I, I randomly bought a punching bag. Like, I don't know what my deal is right now, but I'm actually pretty stoked that I've been able to maintain some sense of sanity throughout what is clearly me doing crazy 
crazy male shit. If you want to get the uh, an idea of what kind of male shit I'm talking about, go listen to the episode I did last week with Rick Wood because we talk about this kind of stuff endlessly. And I'll let you put the pieces together. But yeah, I'm like not giving in to my psychotic energy like I've done in the past. Like I'm, you know, again, not behaving like a complete adult. I've definitely been partying too hard, uh, particularly because it was uh, my... Uh, soon-to-be ex-housemate Hollis Black, co-host of mine on the Funhinged podcast on patreon.com slash bleakandreview. Going to be moving out soon. Sad about bittersweet, you know, happy that they're stepping up their their life game. Sad that they won't be around all the time. But, you know, life goes on. But, yeah, it was their birthday, their 30th birthday. Uh, and I think that's what started this current spiral of, not spiral, but just like, trend of psychosis like psychotic energy just drinking like a psycho staying up way too late we had like a we had a whole birthday weekend probably from like thursday till saturday i would imagine and then yeah i don't know just i haven't been able to reset since then and i tried last night my body wouldn't allow it and it's kind of crazy but i got these new glasses and they're cool (laughs) clear frames i'm doing it i don't know what i'm going to talk about in this i got nothing left to say all i will say about hollis's birthday is that I uh, got a great prank gift for Hollis for their birthday. We did, uh, I know Hollis doesn't like cake, doesn't care for cake, prefers pie, like some kind of sociopath. No, I don't know. I don't give a shit about either of them. I got enough vices. I don't need sweets and desserts on that menu. I, I already am addicted to like 12 things. Leave me the fuck alone. But uh, I thought it was a good bit. It would be funny to get Hollis, well, actually, I didn't think of it. Our friend, uh, dear friend of the show, Vanessa Guerrero, uh, decided, and I helped facilitate this, that we would get Hollis a the pe- all of the components of a cake, a deconstructed cake, and force them to make their own cake on their birthday. And the bit went off like gangbusters. It was very funny. Most of my neighbors were confused, but my comedian friends who were there, all two of them, they thought it was funny. So, hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, and that's about the size of it. That's the intro. That's all I got for you right now. Uh, I'm sure you're fine with it. <laughs> but you're going to be even more fine with the rest of this episode because coming up in just a second here, we've got some bit of recycled spawn con that I don't know what it's going to be yet, but it's probably something you heard before six months ago, but you haven't heard in a while and it will probably be kind of funny still. And then after that, we have a returning guest on the show, another returning guest, one of my favorite guests to have on the show. Honestly, she is so great. Katrina Davis is back. Um, I've realized in this episode, and I've realized this subtly in the past with the last couple of quarantine quickies that have been going down, but I'm realizing now that the quarantine quickies aren't just shorter episodes of Bleak and Review. The the show has kind of become a different thing in quarantine. It's more of a self-help podcast than a straight-up comedy improv romp like it used to be. And it will be again, you know, when I, I feel like that's the energy that I want to put out into the world. But as you'll see, like Katrina and I, we, we have a lot of fun. We, we joke around a lot, but we just had a great conversation about taking care of yourself and, and what, like, what positive things have come out of this fucking year for us like individually, but also without failing to see the overarching problems that this year has exposed, of course, in society at large. But it's just, it's just like, that's just the vibe of the show now, I guess. Like we're 45 episodes into this quarantine and that's how we're doing it. That's what we're doing. And I hope you're along for the ride. Like, I don't know. I see the listenerships. I see the listeners. I see the numbers. Maybe we lost a few because it wasn't such a uh, hilarious romp with crazy characters all the time. But I kind of like doing what I'm doing right now. And I hope you do too. And you're, if you do like what we're doing right now, you're going to really like this episode. Because Katrina's great. Uh, she's so smart. So funny. Genuinely, like, one of the funniest people I know. Uh, yeah. This is a good episode. Listen to it. We'll be back with more Bleak and Review after this break with Katrina Davis. Here at Black Clock of the Funny Hour, everybody. Whoa! You love your family. You love your friends. You probably even love your pets. At Vertacorp, we understand that love is a thing that people can experience. And we're working hard every day to ensure that you and the things you love will stay safe during uncertain times. At Verticorp, we know that COVID-19 affects us all, or at least most of you. 
Today, we're excited to announce that for the rest of the month, we're offering our consumers unprecedented savings for 100% of our products. Why? Because we came up with hundreds of potential marketing campaigns, and this one is the best for our bottom line. Also, we care. From now until April 31st at exactly 11.59 p.m., it's never been a better time to buy yourself something cool, like a refrigerator or a car, maybe even some tennis balls, all for a fraction of what you'd spend during non-virus times. At Vertacorp, we believe you shouldn't worry about your money so much. We know you've got more important things on your mind. We'll take care of the paperwork and you get to take care of your children. We love you too, Billy. Verticorp. Business. Reimagined. Twice. Only qualified customers will receive any sort of payment plan that benefits their current financial situation. And honestly, we lost track of which of our subsidiaries are involved in this promotion. So good luck. Well, it's, uh, it's always really warm in my apartment. Like, yeah, you're I when I briefly saw when I briefly saw from your apartment was that uh it's it's kind of condensed and it feels like it retains temperature a lot. It does. Like I'll think it's fine and then I'll open my door to get the mail and be like, "Oh, it's freezing outside." <laughs> it takes so much for it to actually get cold in here, which I guess is good, but does, does it do the opposite though? Because in my place uh, with hardwood floors, et cetera, uh, when it's like really cold in the morning because of like the nighttime air, like I'm freezing and then I go outside for a cigarette and I'm like, oh, it's like pleasant out. What the fuck? I got to get some of that in here. I don't know what's underneath this fake wood floor. I'm pretty sure it's just cement, but it should be cold. Like that's what I mean. Like even <laughs> like cold in the morning i'll wake up and be like nope like i can sleep with the fan on still all night not like the ac but like it doesn't i don't know it this it's basically a cell block so i guess it's- <laughs> yeah, do you uh do you have the fan on for the white noise of it all or do you like just like because i i oftentimes i also sleep with the fan on all the time regardless of the temperature no because the air gets like still like it's like it'll feel muggy but if yeah. i turn on the fan it doesn't feel like that even if it's not cooling off the air any you know what i mean no i totally get that yeah i think and i think it's also it's you when you uh when you're not feeling any kind of movement in the air your body temperature just naturally rises anyway for whatever yeah. reason it's like it's psychological like, maybe yeah it's all it's all it's all what it is it's the deep state trying to trick us into buying more fans and it's propaganda and i won't stand for it it's big ac Big AC. <laughs> That's that BAC coming through. So. Respect. <laughs> cool. Well, in this cold open here on Bleak and Review, you've learned a lot about our sleeping habits. I remain your host, Kevin Anderson. And joining me for, I don't know, the fourth time possibly on the show. Who fucking knows? <laughs> who, who knows at all? Katrina Davis is here. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I of do. Course. I was earlier today being like, are these people going to be like super sick of me at some point? <laughs> <laughs> if they're still listening, I mean, if they're not sick of me, like they, they love it when there's anybody else talking. So I think that <laughs> they're here for it for sure. Nice. But we'll definitely throw up a poll on Twitter and make sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how, can we do a quick yes, no on if you are nauseated of me on the podcast? Thank you much <laughs> uh katrina of course uh uh a noted stand-up comedian and and uh podcast guest personality here in los angeles who uh you've been a bit of a from what i can gather from social media you've been a bit of a busy bee in this year uh, of lockdownery uh doing all the uh the virtual shows and, and and popping off on crazy lineups how have you you've been uh keeping busy it sounds like huh yeah it's been really it's like i feel weird saying it but yeah man it's been pretty like awesome like uh i feel like online shows kind of put me at an advantage where i've gotten to still do like shows in la i had to cancel a trip to nashville but still got to like do one of the shows online so beautiful I still like technically got to, you know, have like the people that didn't really know me yet, see me, see my set and that kind of thing. So that was cool. And then I got to do a show where I opened for 
uh, Greg Proops and Ben Glebe. I saw that. That was amazing. (laughs) That was like my huge summer highlight just because I watched Whose Line? Oh, sure. I watched all of the English ones on Comedy Central. Like I watched it on regular American TV, but then they started showing the um, British ones on Comedy Central. Yeah, the ones with Clive, Clive, whatever. Yeah, Clive, Clive, not Clive. I would love it if Clive Owens hosted that shit. Can Clive Owen do American Who's Line and I get on it and marry him? Okay. Um, (laughs) I stand. I'm shipping this. I'm shipping this for sure. Um, But yeah, watch that one. And so that made me. That was like definitely made me feel so cool. And there's no, not no way, no way, but there's pretty much no way that I would have been able to open for them if I wasn't on the internet. Like everyone in different time zones, I've started my show online that I had tons of challenges finding a venue for, finding a regular venue for, finding a venue that could always book us at the same like weekend. Oh, sure. All of that. And I've just been doing it online. And this is only the fourth month I've done it, but I've been able to book amazing people it's kind of the formats evolved a little bit it's not just like me straight up doing the show online but even that's been fun like it's been really exciting to kind of find ways to tweak comedy so that it doesn't feel so weird and then when you kind of figure stuff out it gets really fun like some of the shows we've had are so much fun there's a definitely a different energy that goes into it than straight stand-up because it is such a different uh, such a different environment that like when i did the last one that i did last zoom show i did i i because i've been podcasting so much in quarantine but not doing stand-up i just fell into i'm not telling any written jokes i'm going to riff like i do on the podcast and then make and it like worked i was like oh i could do that i could just like freeform like this bullshit works in other contexts oh hell yeah Yeah. (laughs) like it was awesome yeah and i'm kind of like i'm way more by the book i pretty much for sets i straight up do my stuff like i don't care but yeah but you're a fantastic joke writer so of course (laughs) (laughs) it's just like i if anything have envied and enjoyed seeing people do more of what you're saying where like people are kind of fun doing different things with the screen doing characters like right. finding fun ways to even like bring your apartment or wherever you are into it and what advantages like as far as i feel like there's so much of comedy that we've looked at everything online as being a challenge it's hard it's weird you can't hear people all of these things that make it harder and i sure. think there are people and I think I've seen it in starting the show is that there's comics that are really just leaning into one, what is the thing that I normally do that I can just tweak a little bit, but also like, how can I use to my advantage that I'm home instead of a club? Right. I, depending on what kind of comic you are, but like we've had people like the one that I just posted was just fun because the audience was um, so awesome and just everyone was so funny but the one before that Neil Gosh which not like you couldn't set up music at a venue but it's just he's at home in his room where he already has his music stuff set up and he was doing jokes but also like making up songs about stuff that had happened during the show so there's <laughs> I don't know, if you kind of stop being so ruffled about how different it is it can still kind of capture certain things about stand-up in terms of you can sign off of something and be like, no one that wasn't online just now is going to experience that. Exactly. All experience that. Exactly. You got to lean into the weird things that you're like at home, kind of like when like, what you embrace that instead of like, cause like, you know, in some situations it might uh, just make sense to do the act and like, you know, tweak it a little bit and that, but it's like, no, I'm at home and I, it doesn't feel right for me to be doing my material, but what, what, how am I funny when I'm here in lockdown, like with people around me and my roommates and stuff, like how, how am I entertaining people this way? And they're all at home too. Like I could bring that energy into it and make it a whole thing that I didn't know I could even do. <laughs> uh Yeah. And I feel like I've kind of, cause I am not one to do crowd work at all, but right, right, right. Zoom, if it's smaller or if it's people that now, even that's kind of turned into a thing that is easier to do online where people will sign on and like watch you do stand up 
multiple times like <laughs> a week even sometimes you know what I mean so like I have people that I see now and I'm like oh so and so's here hi like you know right right get to interact with people in a way that like I have had gloves since I was three bars are dark I can't crowd work like I can't <laughs> I don't know what's going on out there. You, so the I'm, amorphous blob in the back. Uh, what, what is that, that your wife? <laughs> excuse me, blurry figure. Do I come to your shadow nightmare and tell you how to do your, like, I, <laughs> do I tell um, you how to have a chainsaw dick that comes? <laughs> I like, so, um, yeah. So it's been kind of fun even, finding new ways to interact with people on on Twitch, on all of these different things that even sometimes if it feels like I did a show on where there were some people on Zoom, but most of the people were on Twitch and live streaming. So I couldn't hear a lot of people, but people were in the chat. So I had like the video or the screen open where it was me in the actual show, but then I could respond to my friends and people that I know in the chat and be like, oh, so-and-so's here and just like read their comments out loud. part of. So yeah, it's been more fun than... Uh, I think then we I, thought, then we I, thought for sure. Yeah. Like you said, if you start leaning into it, like even with the show, I'm so glad that I've done the four shows I did. But even when I started the first one, I was almost mad at myself. <laughs> it took so long to even do that. <laughs> you know, um, you mentioned, you mentioned something earlier that, uh, I think about a lot with this kind of stuff. And I actually talked, we talked about it with, on the show with Adam Todd Brown a few episodes ago, but it's that thing of like, we were saying, you're getting these repeat, uh, people to come back to the show easier than like, if you're running it at some black box theater or something, you're like praying that people like will take time out of their Friday night to come back, you know, and see what you got this week or this month. And I, I start thinking about that stuff and like, what's it, are you like kind of in a position of like, should it go back to the way it was before or should this kind of be, is this like the new way to do a lot of this? Like, I don't think that live standup is going to go away ever like no, in, in person, I but I wonder, I, I wonder if we're going to like glean anything from this experience and change the way the format kind of works in some ways. I, it's so funny because I was just talking to uh, my best friend and uh, fellow comic Felicia folks about this earlier today. So funny. So funny. Also Um, very funny comedian. We were saying that we kind of both predict that both will coexist because right now I am, I always just go with the flow. I do whatever people to ask me. Sure. Like, I'm not really out here short of even me having Valley girl and loving that as something that I do. I don't, I'm not out here making a bunch of stuff. I come, I hang out, I tell jokes, I go home. Right. That's a classic Katrina for sure. It's like you show up, you do your time, you're on time, you crush it. And then you're like, I I gotta go. I gotta go take a nap. Cause I feel like, uh... (laughs) and then I get sleepy and go home. (laughs) Cause you're a goddamn adult. (laughs) (laughs) I get that energy. But yeah, so even watching with my kind of laid back mentality of seeing what everyone is doing and just what's trending and what people feel like putting energy into, it was kind of like uh, outdoor shows ramped up for, like, you know, when you can see bigger people doing stuff and you're like, hell yeah, that shit's going to trickle down to me. Like, that's what I was watching, like drive-in shows and like you know friends that like do other stuff and be like ah like we're gonna start doing some stuff and then I started getting to book a couple outdoor shows um but none of the online shows had stopped right right yeah they're they're coexisting currently yes so it was like everyone that because guess what a lot of people would see a show and I'd be like, they'd be like, oh, I didn't realize you were going to be near me. And I was like, oh, sorry. And they're like, oh, I, I, I still can't come. Is that, yeah, isn't that great? Someone's like, oh, when are you coming back to the place you were just at? I was there. What the fuck? <laughs> I know it did sucks. Right. But but right now it's like that particular friend was like, oh, I couldn't have actually seen you. And I joked. I was like, oh, I would have just um, left uh, what I tell her. I told her I was just going to leave her like a six pack in hand sanitizer wipes outside her door and like honk. no I can't be around her but she still can only see me online so it doesn't really matter that they did an outdoor show that was closer to her she still 
can only really see me online. And there's, right. there's still a lot of comics that can only do online shows because they're autoimmune or live with their parents or whatever is going on. Sure, sure. So like you said, there's no reason for them not to continue to coexist. And with everything that's going on, I'm still watching that up and down. Yeah. I get booked for a show and then it gets canceled. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. There's, right now. <laughs> there's crazy fucking technical difficulties still somehow. <laughs> Instead of the mic going out, it's, uh, oh, we're getting crazy feedback from somebody who's coming up later's guitar. Uh, it's like, it's like all this stuff is kind of, it kind of coexists in the same, like we have, it has the same problems and the same benefits, but also different problems and different benefits. <laughs> It's very interesting to see where, I mean, I don't know when the fuck we're about to go into second lockdown. I don't know, 2022, maybe if we start daring to open the improv again, but it's like, it's like, I don't know. Will we see uh, people incorporating the stuff that they honed in on and, and practiced and got used to in this nightmare of a year and a half that we're going through? Uh, I want, I'm very curious to see how standup emerges from that. Yeah. I feel like shows are definitely just going to be, people readjusting for you know yeah. um i can't imagine yeah i've done so far have just been like super fun but everyone just like excited to be outside exactly you know, like, and see fun. people yep it's mostly just that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, I, I, forever i haven't seen you since last year like yeah uh, <laughs> exactly i think the last time i saw you must have been like five months ago when i was helping you move a desk and if i, I oh, saw you yeah. outside, i mean that was like at a moment i was like oh what up katrina <laughs> like so rarity. like you've seen me more recently than almost anybody like right my two best friends are the only people that have probably seen me more recently than you in LA. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I see like, I'll see like, cause Joe lives down not too far away and he's uh, aggressively uh, quarantined as my little commune here has. So like, I'll see Joe K and I'll see my neighbors and I'll see uh, Hollis who stay is staying on my couch currently. But then like everything else is Google hangs and it's like, that's cool. But when you see someone in person, it almost throws you off at first. Like, Oh shit. Like I haven't seen you in a physical, the physical realm in so yeah, long. Like, how I do we do like, this again? <laughs> okay. I feel like when you run into people now, they look at you extra long. Sure. Like they're a baby or something like they're <laughs> again, but I do have like, I've been hanging out with uh, another awesome comic, Lena Ravina. Uh, we both like, I got a bunch of tattoos this summer. Um, Ooh. I went on an audition. I kept like having reasons that I was getting COVID tests. Sure. So, like, so I would like celebrate my negative tests and we'll like hang out, but she's a notary. So she has to get them all the time. So I'll hang out with people that, you know what I mean? She's like in my bubble. Oh, totally. No, yeah. I have that same thing, but because I keep uh, ending up in potentially high risk situations because my neighbors are all like in their early mid twenties, like early to mid twenties. And like for like 4th of July, they had some people over and like we did Coke and I'm like, all right, I should, I should probably like, we all use our, we all use our own keys, Katrina. Come on. Like, okay. <laughs> no, but like shit like that. I'm like, Oh, I should get a test. And so like, I've been getting tested, but for like dumbass stupid boy reasons and shit That's like that. So funny. <laughs> like the idea of just like being mid horrible behavior and being like, oh, this is for sure this is gonna be a problem. Yeah, this is gonna be a problem. I, I like you know the next morning when you're nursing the hangover, you just jump pop onto the fucking LA County's fucking health website. Like, yeah, I don't have insurance. Give me the free one. Hangovers <laughs> have a whole different step now. Like you gotta get a burger fries and a COVID <laughs> test. Jesus <laughs> I gotta get postmates and then drive somewhere. Jesus. Because that was the one thing that if I do like actually stay, because I live by myself, so I definitely go out just to like do laundry and get food and stuff. Sure. But, um, if I really, really stay in, like I would get a COVID test and then stay in to like preserve the validity of the test. <laughs> yes, the and integrity. Wow. Yeah. Which is like, that's the whole point. What do you people? Oh my God. Which that's a real <laughs> thing too, but they would be like, go to a party and be like, I got a test last Sunday. And it's like, what are, do you know how tests work? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, are you um, going to get another one? Do you have your punch card filled out? Are you? Yeah. Like, oh my god. But I feel like if I quarantined for any decent length of time, I would go outside, and it did feel. It felt like when you have the flu, and then you like drive again, and you're like, whoa, I'm crazy. <laughs> like everything feels weird for a second. Oh, every time I've driven, like for any length of time that wasn't like like a, like you were saying, like to the laundromat or something. Like anytime I've gone, like because I drove to Joshua Tree a few weeks ago just by myself to go like uh-huh. take acid in the desert, you know. Oh, nice. And it was really cool. But like getting on the freeway and being in like actual traffic and shit, I hadn't experienced that in like six months or something. And it was, I was blow, it was blowing my mind. I was like, oh fuck, I forgot I used to spend so much time doing this. Yes. I feel like we, especially people that live in LA are going to, cause you're like the third person I've talked to that has either. Cause I drove to Fresno, uh, Felicia and I did a show in Fresno and I drove, but I don't think I felt it because we were just like talking the whole way. Sure, sure, sure. I was in the car by myself. Where did I have to go? I went somewhere that was like 45 minutes away and I was like, ah, this is unacceptable. (laughs) The idea of being in a car and my uh, friend of mine went somewhere and was like, yeah, I hit some traffic and I was like, what is this garbage? Like, (laughs) none of us are gonna like, it's gonna take a minute to get back to that because anytime, yeah, there's like traffic or I'm in the car for more than an hour, I'm like, "Mm, I'm out. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. I lost all of my prior knowledge and training about this because I'm like, sure, I can leave to go uh, out of town at 3.30 p.m. on a Friday before a holiday weekend. It's going to be fine. And I was just like sitting there on the fucking freeway just like, Oh right, Friday. You did you used to, you know this. You know this, but you didn't fucking remember. <laughs> you are like my dad in my hometown where like <laughs> our main road that's super congested every day. In uh, Florida, right? In Florida. Yeah. And he'll wait all day to go to like the post office or something and leave it like two and, <laughs> and come right back and be like, there's too many people out there. And we're like <laughs> Where did you think they would be? Like you <laughs> every week. It's so weird. He like resets and forgets that there's traffic. Yeah, it's weird short-term memory loss that's happening. I'm I'm forgetting certain social skills. I'm forgetting about traffic. I'm uh I'm also uh I'm also like I went to okay, so I went to one bar and it's the bar that uh I did patio, socially distant seating. It's the bar literally I can walk to from my apartment. And uh but like I was like forgetting like like restaurant etiquette, not like I was being a dick or anything, but I was like, Oh, right. I, I'm not just going to the liquor store to get booze. I have to like think, find a thing on a menu and like tip accordingly and stuff like that. And I was just like, Oh, I'm going to lose so many skills because of this fucking year. <laughs> oh yeah. It's weird. Well, yeah. Cause I, uh, went out to a patio to eat and felt really weird and don't really like it. Not like it was like fine, but I'd rather just pick it up because I can't look people in I don't can't look people in the face when they're talking to me anymore. Right. Because my mask is off because I was eating. So people come to be like, is everything okay? And I'm like, everything is great with my head in my face. <laughs> and I feel so rude. I get it. I get it. Cause you feel like you are just by being there with a mask off and having them serve you, you feel like you're being an asshole. Yes. So I'm just That's how I felt. my head down in my plate until they leave and then I'll like, yeah, like it's so yeah. <laughs> that's fucking wild you know and actually this bleeds nicely about at the 20 minute mark here uh into my uh uh awesome pre-planned uh quarantine question for you oh. uh, that's that's not even that's not even what i call it but i just thought of that and i should be calling this the quarantine question what the fuck um, <laughs> hey we're doing it fast and loose over here uh my question to you katrina is um do you think uh you have learned or discovered or unearthed anything about yourself because of the nature of this year, whether positive or negative? Has there been any big realizations about like, oh shit, I didn't realize that. And because of what happened this year and how I'm living, that is how I found it. Like something you wouldn't have noticed before. Is there anything like that that pops to mind? Uh, Yeah. I mean, a lot of things, like I, not like a lot of things I've learned about myself, but I feel like I learned a huge thing about myself, but I'm trying to figure out exactly how it's connected because I'm doing a lot more just with all the time I have that I'm not in my car. Like I still have my day job. um, But even being at home when things are slow at work, like that's been so beneficial. um, But really just even being able to like have an, that extra 
15 hours every week that I'm not sitting in a car. I've been doing yoga a lot more, which I was already doing. Oh, nice. Doing it when I had time at, on my lunch break at work, I would do it. But now I do it like every chance that I get as far as like every day is my goal, which I don't really make, but I get kind of close to that. Like I do it at least I'd say like three to five times a week. Yeah. And I've like- been in a similar boat. I totally get that. It's like a thing of like, if I was so busy and having spending so much other time on this other bullshit, that's now just not applicable. Uh, I would never have got this regiment going. Like, even if you're not hitting where you want to be, you're like, I'm still doing it more than I would have. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like as a result of me practicing more, I've, uh, learned a lot about myself in terms of how I function on my own and even being a little too good at that. Sure. Like that's one thing that really, I think I learned the opposite of a lot of other people this year where it's like, I couldn't have been more prepared to be by myself. Right, right, right. Nothing about that really, like I've had a lot of personal projects that I finished that I'm like really proud of and stuff. And Um, I think that I've learned a lot about how, I think I already knew to a certain extent that listening was a weakness of mine, but like really being open to being, I think, I guess I'm just like being more honest about my flaws. Totally. actively trying to fix them more. I feel like before it was kind of like, oh yeah, I do that. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and now I kind of am, or even feeling like that's how I am and not really seeing a way to fix it. Right. Like, 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 like you oh, couldn't oh, even yeah, imagine it. Is, but being like, this is my personality and I don't really see a way to not be that way. This is just how it is. This is how it is. And it's going to be like that. And people just have to adjust because I can't fix it. Yeah. Or just avoiding people that are upset by it. Cause it's like, I don't know what to tell you that kind right. of thing. I'm being like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to like force you to be like, deal with it. But I'm like, <laughs> the way I am. And I don't really know how to turn that off. Sure. So, sure. And I feel like for some reason, something kind of clicked with me this year where I was just like, It's been multiple sessions of just kind of, and it really is probably just me getting older compounded with like tapping into kind of just listening to yourself that much and doing a couple of super intense, uh, meditate like breathing meditations that were super open guided in terms of like you just set an intention and yeah. I'm like oh, whatever I'm just <laughs> like, legit went into it like oh I'm just doing this to calm down like that right. was my real goal bawling my fucking eyes out like Ooh. hyperventilating being like what the fuck is coming out of me right now and being like if that came out of me when I felt okay imagine what I'm holding in when I'm like actively upset on the outside totally and just kind of really trying to constantly be honest with like the feelings I'm having whether or not I'm actually working through them or if this is one of my flaws at work and it's like I need to be better about it like I feel like yoga has been a huge guiding factor in like that whole overall like self-improvement totally so that's probably been the thing that I tried to like straight up improve in terms like yoga. I started doing more because of the physical, like my body was legit falling apart. I can't sit in the desk <laughs> like that. Oh, but yeah. the mental has become just as necessary. Like it's something that like I kind of have to do to feel my best at this point. Girl, I get that so hard because I, <laughs> I don't know if I've told you this already in per in private or in, in you know in a talking off podcast, but uh, I got back into therapy for the first time in 10 years during quarantine. So like I a hundred percent know exactly where you're coming from with that. Yes. It's like because I was in the same boat. I was like you know me, I went through a breakup last year and I was on, I was, you know, a fucking little bit of a, I was, I had a little bit of a hoe phase last year or whatever. It's yeah. fine. And then like, you know, I got my heart hurt again and like, I'm just like, whatever, I don't know. I'm just going to fucking go to bars and do comedy and get drunk and not fucking address any of this shit. Again, this is just how I am. This is how it is. And this is where I'm at. And it's like, nah, dude, fucking take a little bit of responsibility for your own bullshit and fucking wow fucking pay somebody who's very good at this to help you work out why you act this way. And honestly, like I have 
like it, it's a weird thing to say because this year has been a nightmare in so many ways for so many people uh, in this country specifically, but for the world over. But I'm like, I have never been in a better place mentally or, or physically even cause I'm doing the same thing. Like I started boxing semi-regularly and like trying to, trying to like, you know, get that going. Cause I'm, I'm a motherfucker that, you know, I'll just work my job for eight hours and then go drink at a bar normally. And I'm like, I don't get fucking, I don't get my steps in. I'm not, I'm barely no. exercising. It's like, I'm actually giving a shit for the first time in a while. And I think right. it's because everything had to fall apart around me for me to get there. <laughs> yeah. And I think that I kind of, Whenever everything happened earlier this year, I kind of actively felt this internal, like, gut reaction of, like, this is a time that you need to take advantage of. Yeah. Like, not even some specific, like, I had some kind of, like, plan, but I was like, whatever comes out of you during this year, like, you need to take advantage of all of this time yes like really go for it because all of the excuses you would normally have no longer exist exactly always being at my day job always having this so i feel like even though i had no idea what was going to happen and i've just still just like been going with it i because i even saw it it's something my mom used to do with me when I was little. It's so funny because I, that's one thing I really have been fighting is going to therapy just because I'm sure. stubborn and I think I know everything. Oh, but I mean, I, me too. I, I get it. I get it. I was very I would, hard. Yeah. I would kind of like to go even to get like a legit diagnosis of certain things. Cause I'm pretty sure my mom just like worked me through being a depressed kid. Sure. <laughs> so sure. I, since I'm little, since I was little, I've like made lists of things. So it's been like list of good things. If you're happy, you know what I mean? Whatever. Just yeah, you're doing the, you're already doing the work. (laughs) And so that's another reason I haven't done therapy because I talked to my parents to do therapy and they're like, I think you're fine. Um, (laughs) That sounds, I don't want to, this no shade, but it sounds like my psychotic 25 year old libertarian upstairs neighbor who refuses the idea of therapy. He's like, I don't want to pay somebody to be my friend. I'm like, yeah, but would you lie to your friends? You don't tell your friends everything motherfucker i know you don't you need somebody you need somebody who you can just be like the grossest version of honest with and say all of the real shit without editorializing or leaving information out you need to dump that shit out on somebody who's trained to handle it because you'll never get the full version of honest feedback if you're not being honest with the person and i don't know if you do that i don't think you're a very honest person i feel like but i feel like we all to some extent have that in our brains or like we're like i yeah i mean i i try to be very honest but i you know if something happened in a way that makes me look a little worse in this situation i might leave out that small detail or i might gloss over a few things i feel that what you just described, I will feel like a lump in my throat and like immediately recorrect. Like <laughs> if I say it, I'll be like, okay, well, actually I said that because this part makes me feel worse. And even that is me working through it. Cause it's like, why did you hesitate? You're doing a good job then. You're doing a great job. Like it makes you feel shitty because you shouldn't have done it. And you know, <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah, totally. But- I think it is like at least hopefully a little helpful that I'm super hard on myself, but I do want to go to a therapist just to like see if they like legit diagnose me with something on paper because that would just be interesting to me. Yeah. And like, Uh you know, you you don't have to like you go maybe do a couple sessions just to untangle a few things and then, you know, you you put a stop on your recurring better help uh, (laughs) transactions that you're doing every month. Not a sponsor of this podcast, but if they'd like to be, get at me at KB Anderson (laughs) on Twitter. Um, But like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a thing of like, yeah, you know, you 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 like you said, like maybe they can help you push you in a way where you're like, okay, actually that thing that's been kind of confounding me or confuzzling me a little bit now makes more sense. I don't yeah. need to keep doing this, but maybe I'll check back in in a few months or something, but like do it at your own pace, but like yeah. it's so I the I did not understand the true value of actually doing therapy in a way where you're trying to get better before because again like we were saying i used to just be the guy that would just let shit fester and 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 become toxic and weird and it's like no you need to get ahead of that and not you specifically what everybody everybody does (laughs) so that's good it sounds it does sound like you're in a very good place that way i'm curious uh going back a little bit here you're talking about um the 
you know, inspiration you've had or the motivation you've had to do more yoga and to work on more things. I'm curious for you, what is more of the motivating factor of this situation? Is it the straight up like isolation or is it all the free time or a combination of both? It's probably both, right? It's definitely both. Well, it's both in that normally I would be by myself, but I would be about to leave. Sure, like, sure, sure. Yeah, that's how my whole experience with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, no, not oh. an insult at all. It's just like I, there's there's people you know that come to the thing and they're there for the hang and like because they like to drink and party or whatever. And there's people that you really love seeing and have great talks with, and then they take off when they're done with their thing, and you're just part of that group. That doesn't make that's not an insult. <laughs> But, uh, well, thank you. But yeah, so like, that was the thing is really like, I've always had the isolation to do what I wanted, but it was just like, I'm never here to do it. Right. So I definitely felt like I needed to take advantage of the time, like a thousand percent. And I think that the first way I started doing that was yoga and being like, I need to work on feeling my best and not deteriorating. Right. So, can't even like enjoy watching TV because my back is spazzing out. Like, oh my God. I mean, that you're describing my current existence in this That's moment. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was really what it was at first was like legit just not wanting to be in pain. And then I think that all of the mental positive side effects of that was opening up my mind to like, and I've always been kind of weird this way in terms of like, I just kind of get fixated on this idea until I figure out every single aspect of it. And then I'm like, okay, I know exactly what I want to do with that idea. Like when I'm ready. Sure, sure, sure. Kind of move on. So I kept just like every month and a half or so, I would just like wake up, like sit up in bed at like 4am and be like, Oh, I'm going to do this and just wake up and start drawing something or writing something out or researching something. Right. I don't know where any of those things came from. They all (laughs) just like happened to me. And I was like, okay, so I guess this is what I'm going to be obsessed with for the next like month until I'm done. Um, so I guess it's happening. I just kept being like guided by things like that. Totally. (laughs) On top of, like I said, just kind of going with the flow comedically and being like, okay, well, if somebody asked me to do something and it sounded like something I wanted to do, it was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. So I've like written some things this year that I wasn't really ever planning on doing. And I produced a podcast uh, for the first time and that was really fun. So yeah, like I've done a lot of things that I definitely wasn't like bucket list, start a podcast. <laughs> I definitely wasn't like, oh, I need to start a podcast, but I was like, oh, I'll help this person with this thing that I like yeah. If a project comes up that I believe in and it's with someone that I already like, then it's like, that's my gut telling me like, okay, I'll see what this is like. Totally. And if I like it, then I like it. If I don't, then I tried it. I tried it in the best possible way of just like going with it. I'm fascinated that you're able to, here's the thing that's interesting. Another thing that's interesting about everything you're saying right now is that like, you are doing this shit. You have no roommates. You live by yourself. I don't know if you, maybe you have some rapport with some of your neighbors, but for the most part, you're kind of like holding it down. You're like bunkered down. And that's like where I was before the pandemic. And it's interesting that we kind of like, like the way that I've become more of a neighbor, like, cause I never talked to my neighbors before pandemic. I was very much like, I do my thing. My roommate does his thing. We don't really interact that much except about bills and stuff. I mean, we get along, but like, whatever. Uh, and, and it's like, and I would go out to the bars and do stand up and come back. And as soon as I was back, you know, I was chilling in my room. And, but like, now that I've been quarantined with like this tight knit building of just six units and they're all like about my, like, you know, they're within their, they're, like I said, they're in their twenties. They're all artists pretty much. They're all like musicians and actors and like, Uh and shit like that. And it's like, I have actually become this weird thing. I didn't think I would become, which is like this this kind of social butterfly of like, oh shit. Yeah. We're going over to Tyler's apartment right now to watch a movie. And then we're going up to Tristan's to smoke some weed and like all this shit. Like we're all just kind of coexisting in this weird thing, which has been like a the big pandemic is giving you like a college experience. It really, I'm absolutely regressing to my college days. Yes. I a hundred percent am. I actually just said this the other day to somebody. Uh, I said, these, my neighbors are simultaneously keeping me youthful and pushing me towards an early grave. Cause I've been up to, yeah. to making you die early with their a hundred percent i because i've been up for like till 4 a.m just goofing around like for the last three nights for no reason like and i have to get up early it's like and like yeah they're all like a lot of them are fresh out of acting school and shit you know like it is 
crazy that this is happening. Uh, <laughs> I love it. You're the, that's so funny. I <laughs> there may even be a budding romance with one of them. <laughs> Who knows? Shut up. I'm yes. not, I'm not kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you're not kidding. That's why I said it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, clown shoes. It's clown shoes, but it's great. <laughs> I, um, I definitely, my building is way bigger, so I don't, have any like I was already friendly like I'm friendly with the same people I was already friendly with sure but I do see them a little bit more because I was already always gone all day right and then I'm just super close with the guys which this was already true but like the relationship with me and the uh Armenian men that own the liquor store at the end of my street (laughs) has reached like oh yeah unprecedented heights of bond like <laughs> i love them so much same for me but with the mexican liquor store owner but oh yeah i get it i it's I absolutely true <laughs> i already know what i'm getting them for christmas like <laughs> um, so yeah so yeah i think i have probably strengthened some of my neighborhood relationships and going on walks like now it gets dark so early right um, but i still try to like sneak out and get like a little stroll in but i would not necessarily people that I know by name or anything, but like you start to see like the same people walking the same dogs or like, uh, Absolutely. The one street over. That's just like a bunch of RV campers of old men that also have cats. Like, <laughs> it's, great. it's crazy. These communities we didn't know even existed within our space. Right. Cause I know vaguely where like, like you're, you live pretty close to me and I know like what your neighborhood's kind of like, and I know what my neighborhood's like. And it's like, I wouldn't have this rapport with like the liquor store guys if I was at bars all the time. Like, yeah, I'd pop in if it was like the most convenient way to get booze that night. But like, I wouldn't be like seeing this guy every day, whether it's for cigarettes or for a snack or for beer. I was about to say, I would see them like maybe twice a week before. And like you said, now I see him like every other day. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking crazy. It's it's weird because like, I was going to say, it's crazy because I still like talk to a lot of my comedy friends and stuff. And like, you know, but I'm, I'm realizing that like, all I had in LA was comedy friends. And like, you know, you're, I'm friendly with my work friends as well, but like we've all, I started this job in quarantine over zoom. Like I haven't met any of them in person, oh, okay. which is wild, but it's like, I, I love my comedy friends very dearly, but like, Oh, I've never really had like a core group of like outside comedy friends since I've been in LA, I feel like. And I like found that now because I get along really well with all these psychos in my building that are going to fucking make me drink white claw until I die. Oh my God. <laughs> And I guess one of them might move in with you one day. <laughs> I mean, goddamn, that's a that's a blessing. If I mean, that's a that's a big that's a big big throw. But I, I appreciate your fervor. <laughs> <laughs> all I know, all I know is she's dope, and we get along. And that's that's all I'm going to say on that subject because her roommate is probably listening. Hello, Yasmin. <laughs> so much. Oh, it's fucking clown shoes. I love it. Uh, Katrina, as we go in for the close here on this segment, um, do you feel uh, generally uh, hopeful for the future of, I mean, not just stand up, but just like American existence? Like, how do you, where do you land? Cause you know, some of our friends in comedy are very like, yeah, but everything's still the worst and we're all going to die. Like, how do you feel about uh, uh, where we're headed as a society? Are you like mostly optimistic, little mixed bag, something like that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we still have a long way. Not like, okay, one, we obviously have a long way to go. Sure, sure. Like, micro, hold on a second, Kevin. My cat <laughs> is messing with his back. Please stop. <laughs> I'm afraid that you can hear it. So I cannot. Like, I cannot. Okay, I'm almost done, Abner. Chillax. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Abner. But, uh, I love him. Uh, But yeah, so like, I feel like on the micro of everything that we're like waiting to settle and shake out and transfer over in terms of the presidency. Sure. I have a cautious optimism um, because me personally, uh, this is already just coming up from the negative back up to zero. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I'm not one of those people that's like, this is going to fix everything. Sure. Sure. We legit still like Biden still loves cops. Like (laughs) and there's still so many micros, like in terms of like you're saying, if you call 
the presidency a macro than like what's going on with all of the cases that we, you know what I mean? Totally. Uh, yeah. So there's like a lot of things that I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I feel like, I, I feel like we are, like you said, zero, negative to zero. Like we are returning to a country that at the very least makes sense in terms of what bad presidencies and bad political climates used to be like, like exactly. we're returning back to a bad basic. <laughs> essentially. Okay, so I was talking to my friend about this the other day and it was like, basically like that's where I'm willing to settle for anything past the war on drugs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what we're asking for or what we uh, are about to get is technically a regression, but everything is so insane that it's like, I'll take yeah. it. It's it's absolutely like, 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 oh, well, give me a clean death, a soldier's death instead of being ripped apart by hyenas. Like, it's like, okay, well, I'll take like, I'll I'll get like, you know, behead me. That's pretty quick from what I understand. Uh (laughs) Right. So like, I feel like that's kind of the direction we're moving in. But I do want to, I feel like the most hopeful part of me wants to use this as a catalyst to let people know that and I feel like this is why we've had the like inching along that we have had in all of the generations that have done their part to bring us forward is because this ish is emotionally exhausting shit tired everyone that believes this enough to not stop is probably going to be assassinated or disappear Everyone has to kind of um, uh, resolve within themselves that a little bit of you has changed forever. Right. Because I feel like people kind of become very easily fatigued by being like, okay, yeah, I have to go to back to work. I'm not going to like dedicate my life to being a freedom fighter. Sure. But that isn't for everyone. That isn't for most people. It's not for me. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I like to doing shows, but like I'm doing shows to like, donate money to flip the Senate and people voting in Georgia. I'm trying to like use what little bit of the issues and cases and things Mm -hmm. that I do know about. I try to still let people know that like, I haven't forgotten about these things. I'm not going to be a hundred percent angry all the time because my heart would give out. A hundred percent. I so fucking vibe with that. So like, I'm not going to forget about it, but I feel like we all as a, I feel like if we as a generation absolve to realize that democracy or whatever you want to call it is way more work than we've been told it is. And that there isn't a person or a time where you can trust someone to (laughs) not get checked. You always have to pay attention. I'm so sorry. Like, I wish that we couldn't, didn't have to pay attention together. I know it's not fun. I know it's annoying. I know that it causes risks with people when you just want to have fun and get drunk and like love your grandma without caring about the. (laughs) We can't do that. There's too many people. Like, there are 300 million people in this country, and way too close to half of them are okay with me hanging from a tree. Yeah. And not even that they believe that. But they believe in so many other things that they're willing to not focus on that being grouped in with the other things that they believe in. Absolutely. And that's dangerous enough for me to let people know that, like, if you were anywhere remotely close to believing in anything that I believe in, that, like, this is your life now, baby cakes. Yeah. We gotta do this forever on some level, as far as, like, we have to always be aware of local legislation. We have to always be aware of the things that are affecting us in our neighborhoods. We have to keep being diligent in speaking to each other. We can't go back to being like, oh my God, I'm so glad we can go back to not talking about this stuff. Right, right. I did my part. I voted for Biden. And so now I can go back to my white privilege. (laughs) Well, because I feel like a lot of naive, even just not even white people or any No, for sure. A lot of young people, I think, just because of their age, felt that about Obama. They came into it, they voted for Obama, and they were like, we did it! And then the drunk strikes happened, and they were like, "Eh, we did it! Right, and it's like, even if that was some people's lesson of like, yeah, this is bigger, one, it's bigger than one person, it's bigger than like, you have to constantly hold people accountable. Absolutely. That kind of sucks, but... Um, it's, it's a harsh reality. It's a very harsh reality that we are dealing with. 
if you continue those conversations and keep paying attention a little bit, it isn't so daunting yeah. to have to be like, oh, wait, everybody's arguing about everything. And there's every, I feel like if you keep abreast of what's going on in the world, you at some point either, and I, it's not like everybody's brain works differently, but it's like you could become jaded by things or you can become so aware that you, your perspective changes to not so much that everything's on fire. It's like, this is the way things are. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we have to just work within this system. (laughs) If you have more than 30 people in a room, someone is going to argue a power dynamic is going to form. This is what we as evolved animals do. And there are a lot of us, probably too many. (laughs) Oh, decidedly too many. (laughs) Right. So it's like, if you've been paying attention to anything that's been happening since 50 years before I was even thought of, (laughs) quote unquote, been on fire and we're all still here. So you just readjust whatever you think things should be and start inching towards that what you think everything should be as like an actual utopia that's probably not feasible. Right. But make that your goal. It's like, okay, you can do that. But like wrap your head around the fact that like we have to coexist with people that you're never going to get rid of all the murderers. You're never going to get rid of all the pedophiles. You're never going to like, that's even racism's always going to be a thing. Homophobia. Uh, Like we're getting, you know, about that in terms of even pedophiles. Cause I feel like that's the one thing people can actually almost agree on, but it's like, even in terms of people trying to pretend they don't exist, it's like they're never going to go away uh-huh. and they endanger the people you care about the most. So freaking address it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. um, it's interesting yeah. that you, you bring that up of the, the thing of like the utopia thing, because like that is one of the reasons that I get along with my libertarian neighbor. Like he's young and silly and has some crazy ideals, but like at the core, we both know that this system is fucking broken and that we yeah. need something different and we have to yeah. work towards getting there. What we, think it should be is different i'm a socialist he's a libertarian but he's also 25 so who gives a fuck but like (laughs) but but like that's i think that's totally i think that's totally where my head's at with it too like 100 like even the evolution of where we have come as a population and as people i was saying like i want us to get back to elections where we can not immediately discredit the wild card because it's too dangerous yeah like it's a fool's vote I want Nader to come back. Like I want like a viable third party. Yes. To actually be afraid of people listening to the person that's crazy. Yes. And now that I'm older, I realize the crazy person really just cares about the environment most of the time. What a psycho. Like the, not even like the loony, like, Oh, this is a like hippie that knows nothing about politics. They really just like want to talk about greenhouse gases most of the time. (laughs) I want that to come back and that to be like, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about having multiple presidents. I don't give a fuck. Like, like, What's up? What's up? Polyamorous voting coming up soon. Yes. I want seriously. Let's do top two. You want to do top two, and then they have to argue every, over everything for the next four years. I don't care. We can try some shit out. Try it out. Like, I don't know. So, no. yeah. <laughs> Katrina Davis making the third party viable once again. That is, of course, her slogan and her new album coming out on CISO's Ghost. Um, <laughs> Uh, obviously we're at the end of our time here, Katrina. This has been a delight. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I miss you so much too. Hopefully I can move something from your apartment soon. Uh, uh, no, this, seriously, this ep- if you need a dining room table, we'll talk after this. I, I genuinely would like to talk to you about that. Cause I might be in the market for that depending on the size and shape. Um, but uh, of course this episode is coming out on uh, Friday, November 20th. Uh, where do you want people to, to, to find you or check you out online or wherever you're doing stuff? Um, so you can follow or find me at Katrina Savad, which is just Davis backwards. It's S-I-V-A-D and it's Katrina with a K, not a C because I'll freaking fight you. Uh, (laughs) Um, and on the 21st, the day after this podcast comes out is my fourth installment of Virtually Valley Girl. Oh shit. My online show, yeah, and like I have a Facebook event where I'll put the Zoom info and I'll probably put the Zoom info on my Instagram and everything. So yeah, come hang out. It's like 
uh, mostly people doing their sets, but sometimes we just talk. It's like me and my friend just like hanging out and catching up and it's really evolving into like a <laughs> show. I just uh, uploaded the latest highlight reel that I put together and Jamel is smoking weed while a lady watches from a church pew. Oh, beautiful, so- beautiful. <laughs> and of course, uh, people who listen to the show, if they've already, if they've voted no on the uh, Twitter poll of uh, "Are we tired of Katrina on Bleak and Review?" they already know that you're one of the funniest comics uh, in LA uh, currently working, and that is my endorsement for you. So people should Aww. definitely go check out Katrina's show, follow her, and all this stuff. Uh, it is very much worth your time. And as for me, everybody, uh, my boring old white boy plugs, uh, you can you can follow me at KB Anderson, yo, and all the things, or just check out the inscription on the side of my new pair of glasses. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, also go to patreon.com slash bleak and review and check out, uh, I think this weekend we're dropping a new episode of Fun Hinged, where uh, my co-host Hollis Black and I reviewed and talked about the cultural uh, implications of Creep and Creep 2, the Mark Duplass found footage uh psychotic nightmares uh it's great stuff we're gonna be dropping that i have to edit a lot of stuff out of it because my neighbors are being loud as shit during the recording but it's probably coming out this weekend so come do this bump Uh, again, that's patreon.com slash bleak review at KB Anderson, yo, and all the things. And that's the show. Katrina, once again, thank you so much for being here. Uh, say goodbye to all the good people out there. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Kevin. I love you. Bye, everybody. Thank Bye, you. everybody. We'll see you next week. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs>